Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Benchmark Podcast. This is Brother Hill Wolf here. I'm joined by my brother Collins. <clears throat> Jill is strong. <laughs> <coughs> and and today we <laughs> No, you understand it's just Jen. I I I didn't I'm understanding it looking at you in the studio, brother. <laughs> oh not my best move, but you know. It is what it is. But you have something you want to go ahead and hit me with today. What's up? So recently there's been a wrestler that we've been paying a lot of attention to. Um, the man, the myth, the legend, MJF. Um, he's been terroring, terrorizing AEW now for going on three years. And finally, uh, the devil has his due, as it is, because he likes to call himself the devil. Um this man has worked his way up from eight years old getting into the business whereas he was at uh ring ringsides uh helping putting up rings um he was, was also of, working he for was the, part of the ring crew yes he was uh for while while he was under age you know once he reached age he said well heck on that i'm gonna you know be a wrestler heck on that uh he didn't <laughs> knowing mjf as you know he didn't use the word heck i used the word heck um uh, my last uh podcast i used up a lot of my uh curse word uh uh Quota. for the day <laughs> yeah for the month actually <laughs> But, uh, yeah, to go on to that even more, uh, MGF uh, has recently captured the AEW uh, World Championship, um, the big Burberry belt, the three Bs, uh, which is uh, a, a, an interesting look on his belt and matches his ascot now. You know, I don't think that's a curse word, but it's close. <laughs> But uh, continuing to go on to that, uh, he uh, also delivered one hell of a promo about the fact that uh, he's going to be um, not really a fighting champion. Because you always hear people say, oh, I'm going to be a fighting champion. I'm going to be a fighting champion. I'm going to be a fighting champion. He said, no, I'm not going to do that. Uh, these people are going to have to pay to see me fight on pay-per-view. Um, uh, when that happens every in AEW, it's not every month. It's more like every two months, which should be interesting because that means there'll be a long lull in between, uh, title matches. But in my point, uh, the devil has earned his due. Um, he's fought his way up and it's been a pretty interesting run if you ask me. So Collins takes on that. What exact part? Because you just left the buffet table, and then you want me to pick at something. I know you do. So what is the question you want me to an to answer? What is the question you're asking? Uh, two things, two parts. What does this mean for MJF, and what does this mean for AEW, particularly for AEW branding? So the promo in question, uh, it should be linked in the show notes. Interns should take care of that later. But... uh the if you're a fan of professional wrestling, you could see that MJF called on Ric Flair, called on Bruno San Martino. No, 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 not called on as in called out. That's oh, what we called. Out. I'm talking about called on as in to do the promo. Oh, uh, Shane Douglas. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. His references, yeah, definitely. You know, he, he definitely references to what he was trying to do. Uh, called his reign was he, he brought three people up. I can't remember who all three people were, but one of them was Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. Now, mind you, in my pantheon, Jeff Jarrett does not <laughs> exist. However, he does still exist for two reasons. Number one, he's got the only match that's in the Library of Congress. Okay. Uh, I, I refresh my memory. Which match was that? So Vice had a series out about tales of, from Memphis wrestling, and Memphis wrestling was very, uh, you're asking me to put some, define a chaotic definition on the spot. It was very, very, very the original soap opera. You didn't know what was going to happen, and to go ahead and keep the entertainment, you had to go ahead and turn it up another notch, another notch, another notch. Wrestling these days does the same thing. Well, no, they they came back down. I understand why. But back then, they were, I mean, Andy Kaufman and Jerry Lawler. That's literally the classic feud. Um, But uh, I believe it was Dutch Mantel and Jarrett had a match while there was a a symphony playing. (laughs) Okay. Swear, (laughs) Swear for Jesus. Swear. It's one of those you can't make it up. Uh, and I'm not a fan of Jarrett. I think he's not that good of a wrestler, not who I want to see in ring. Um, ooh. Yeah, I'll go ahead and say this. I believe Jarrett's a little bit better than Punk. Of course you would. (laughs) No, here's why. Jarrett's had a longer career, and he has a basic mastery. So, The elbow drop from the top rope, popularized by Macho Man, right? Right. Shawn Michaels took it, and it became a staple in his career. Punk uses it, too. Like, Poorly. <laughs> like, he's on the top, and a 200 pounds fell on you, but it's not believable at all. But the point I'm getting at is he referenced Jarrett, and one of the things Jarrett was notorious for, going to the ring, walking out of the ring, Waiting for the 10 count, being disqualified and losing the match, but staying the champion. I get why he referenced Jarrett. He also referenced Hogan, um, which was interesting, too. And it depends on which Hogan, because 70s Hogan was a heel. 80s Hogan was was Hulkamania. So two different uh, variants of the same character. I think he more referenced the Hogan that um, was the NWO Hogan. Which which is a reprisal of the 70s Hogan, honest to God. And, Which uh, most people don't know. And the the fact that uh that Hogan uh would avoid title matches like the plague. Uh he would set it up so that his friends were uh that his friends would engage in matches and he would help them win so that they become number one contenders and then he'd just finger poke them and knock them over. <laughs> and you know what that means? <laughs> I just showed you the video and I now now it's starting to tie together. Brett Coleman is an NFL analyst. I just watched, and I'll link it together. And he was fussing about Twitter and was saying that the platform has recently become garbage, and I don't want to be involved with the platform anymore, and it's going to go ahead and cause people to leave, which means advertisers will leave, which means it's going to be garbage. If that's what MJF is going to bring, I already don't watch wrestling because it's hard for me to go ahead and watch another man fake punch another man and nothing happen. Brother Wolf, let's go outside and... I'll let you have first punch. 
but guarantee you I'm coming back. <laughs> I understand that. But we do have to understand that much like movies and much like, uh, you know, certain events like that, um, the wrestling uh, is choreographed and it is set up in order to be um, more of a uh, entertainment factor than a sports factor. Which is the problem. You're missing the point. I want to see the blood. I want to see the guts. And if you're literally going to go ahead and make the rule such that there's no blood or guts, you literally have no reason for me to watch now. As much as I'm a fan of his potential verbal mic skills, MJF has the ability to ruin wrestling as we know it. Wow. The promo was garbage. I saw the blind side coming from a mile away. Three out of ten. It was a waste of my time. Wow, you felt that badly about it. So going back to it, I'm a I'm almost six foot. I'm five eleven and a half. I'm three hundred pounds. Maxwell Jacob Friedman <laughs> does not frighten me. Him being a CZW kind of frightens me. Okay. But I I see him and I want to go ahead and slap him in his Burberry. Only thing I want to do is do what? Avoid the right hand because he has a ring that's bigger than your nose. <laughs> right? This is true. But and, that, and the, the point I'm making is branding. Yeah. If your brand is I'm better than you, all right, let's say that's and true. And you know it. Remember the second part. I'm better than you and you know it. No, that's I'm better than brand. you. Say it correctly. <laughs> I'm better than you. Negative ghost you know rider. <laughs> but the point I'm making is you're branding yourself to be more cerebral than Triple H, who was now somebody I never wanted to watch in ring as well. But he, we didn't admit that he was uh, the cerebral assassin. Not we. Now nah, drop that shit right now. You, you admitted that. That's you what he said called himself. You, you hated his in ring work, not his out of ring work, and that 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 ties into that cerebral assassin. He work. wasn't cerebral. Ric Flair was infinitely more cerebral than him. No, don't co-sign that. You were looking just now, and you pulled up Ric Flair. My phone's right there. You were looking in your head. You were like, who am I going to find in order to prove that somebody The greatest ring wrestler. psychologist of all time. That and, was hard and, to pull and, out. That That's why, because you, you knew that that's number one, and that's the, the one that won't. Uh, Triple go, H. Go for our second one. Triple H is good for three things. Number one, making the sledgehammer a weapon. Number two, which I, I was coming. I know always, it's always gave him credit for it. Number two the number best yeah. finishing move in wrestling history, marrying the boss's daughter. Number two. Yeah. Awesome. That, that, that's right. <laughs> and number three? Yeah, we'll figure something out. <laughs> you know, ripping your legs two, three times? I don't know. You know what I mean? But, I mean, for ring psychology, let's go with Rick Rude. That's an easy one. You know, Rick. what about Mr. Perfect? That's another easy one. You know, uh, Shane Douglas did it as well. I'm not sure if, in my mind, they did it better than H. I'm, I'm really not. It, in, in my mind, I would. It, yes, Ric Flair would have to probably be up there. Uh, and I, Ric I, Flair I, is I would up a, there. He better be <laughs> on your Rushmore, boy. As far as cerebral assassins are concerned, yes, Ric Flair is up there. He, he. I don't know if he's on my Rushmore. It's, it's kind of my, my Rushmore is kind of. Kind of hard to get on there because I I know a lot of of wrestling. Yes, yeah. and you put Phil up there, so we have a problem already. 
Well, I put Phil up. Uh, let, me, let me say the one thing about Phil. Well, he's not on my Rushmore. Thank one. you, Lord. <laughs> but to say the one thing about Phil is the fact that uh, is that he's one of the few people who seven years after he retired from wrestling, people were still calling his name. And I that, agree with MJF on one key point. What is that? The stupidity of the average fan, <laughs> which MJF did reference a lot. It's it's kind of interesting how uh, how a heel can get a crowd to cheer for him calling them stupid. That uh, that 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 is kind of. I repeat weird. my stance: the stupidity <laughs> of the average fan. <laughs> and, and and to go into it for a little bit more, one of the more recent feel-good stories was Kofi Mania. Yeah. Everybody wanted to see Kofi win the belt. It was It was a gauntlet. Beautiful. We were like, oh, let it happen, let it happen, let it happen, let it happen, let it happen. Come on, let it happen. Yeah. It happened. Everybody's happy. Everybody's happy. Right. That's one of those uh, credit out to Brian Danielson for going ahead and taking the loss to go ahead and put somebody over. Good on, you know, the New Day for standing solidified. Good on Vince for at least giving it a shot. Shit on Vince for having Brock squash him in what thirteen seconds? Yes, it it literally just it almost nullified all that, and that's what I see MJF doing. I see he's slowing it down some, but number one, going back to the 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 illusion or delusion that I'm having while watching this, I don't see him winning a fight. I understand he's built, and I understand that he's trained in this and the third. So he is a better physical specimen than me. I don't. I don't. What I'm saying is, okay, let's say it is a fight, and let's say that he is fighting on it. And do you think that? Well, number one, I know you don't think that he'd be fair during that fight. If he if he fought if he fought you in real life and y'all were really throwing hands. Do you think that he would be able to have uh, the the upper hand as far as having something uh, something up his sleeve, or do you think you would? I never travel without a weapon. And uh, my point is, who who do you think would bring it out first? Do you think it would be him or you? That's a good question. I'm going to quote Uncle Clint. I don't remember his uh, last name, but uh, he is a firearms instructor from Thunder Ranch. And one of the things he taught me when I was concealed carry, I didn't actually take his course. I watched his courses. I took another course uh, elsewhere, a live in-person course. But one of the best things you're ever taught about concealed carry is just because you have a gun doesn't mean you're the one that's going to be using it in the fight. This is true. And, I mean, as someone who has been in the bar scene for a while, seen and been in my fair share of fights, to quote Afro Man, how many hits does it take to win a fight? All you need is one. And no one says you're going to do anything else after that. So uh, let's make sure something's abundantly clear as, as well. No, I'm not trying to get in a fight with anybody. Right, right. Absolutely. You know, but if something were to happen. I mean, we watched a, a, a Carnet promo in which he talked about the fact that, well, um, you know, why wrestling is good. He, he mentioned it about uh, you pulling over to the side of the road and you seeing two guys fight. 
you see a big one and then you see a little one and then the big one is beating up the little guy and then you want to you want to help but you know the big guy is is huge so you don't want to get involved he's like he's like but at the same point in time in your mind you're rooting for the little guy and let's say you call the cops but they don't they they're not coming immediately or anything like that uh, but you watch, you, you, you're, you're watching because you're hooked in because you want to see the little guy, uh, fight the big guy back. And then all of a sudden the little guy starts fighting the big guy, uh, back. And then finally the little guy, you know, he starts overcoming the big guy and then you're like, hell yeah. You know, and he's talking about that's, that's wrestling, you know, in my mind, um, you were about to say something before Finish your thought before I go ahead and jump in. In my mind, MJF is that guy that the preeminent guy that you want to see beaten up in that fight. You're tired of you. You look at all the little guys. Let's say a little, ooh, a perfect little guy, Brian Danielson. Since you talked about him uh, giving up the title to Kofi before, uh, it looks like he'll probably be uh, MJF's first. Um, first contender based off of the promo that we just saw. Um, you want to see him kick MJF's ass. Am, am I correct? Based off of the promo. I'm about to say personally or the, the, with the <laughs> setup for, uh, personally first and uh, the setup second. I want to see MJF hit him with the brass knuckles and you have actual concussion and retire for real this time. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> Okay, and I'm not a fan of the American Dragon. Is he good? Yes. Is he damn good? Probably. Is who I want to see on a regular basis? Not really. So, my question, uh, my question, brother, is based off of recent wrestlers. I can't remember the last one you said you actually liked. That's the problem. I I, I get that, but I I think you're becoming jaded against wrestling as a whole. Not as I as don't as disagree. Character. I agree completely. Like I said, it's hard to watch the. Combat choreography, whether it be in the film, whether it be, uh, you know, a play, whether whatever it is, and not have consequences right behind it. I recently watched a interview that Andrew Tate had, and he wasn't actually being an ass for once. Uh, and he said, "If <clears throat> what does a guy have to do to get attention? And what do you think about if a guy takes his shirt off and does a TikTok dance? It's like." If you're a young guy, you have nothing to differentiate yourself from the pack. Then somebody said, well, what about you in boxing? I was like, that's insulting to say that because I've seen the aftermath of somebody saying, um, ma'am, XYZ has passed in the ring. There's a whole di different aspect to that. It, it just don't correlate for me. I can't watch that. And after seeing some of the fights I've seen where I <clears> – <throat> remember the sitcom Martin? Yes, of course. Remember when Tommy Hearns beat the hell out of Martin? Oh, yes. <laughs> Have you ever seen that in real life? Um, I've seen it on TV, yes, but not in real life. I've seen it twice. It's not fun. I understand, but at the same point in time, when you mention people dying in the ring, don't forget that's also happened in wrestling. Uh, agreed, but, you know, it's one of those, it's a freak accident, not a write-off consequence, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. And like like I said, Danielson, 
you need to retire, man. Be a coach. Be be something else. You you've you've already made your impact, dude. You just stop. Just like as much as I'm not a fan of Copeland, you look like you need to belong in St. Jude's. Stop wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> like it just is the 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 adrenaline that worth it? Because I'm looking at McFoley now and he's looking bad. Oh yeah, he, he you is. know, I, Copeland. I'm not a fan of his, but at the same time, do you have to live this lifestyle, or are you addicted to the to the to the energy, to the fuel, to the travel? I mean, some of them are. They're they're addicted to the um, the energy they get from the crowd. That that that's what it is. Um, and I believe that. But to f- go back to it, and make sure I answer your question. Personally, I don't give a shit. Professionally, yeah, they're trying to set it up that way, but going back to it, I'm not a fan of Cornette, but unfortunately, he's typically right. This is it's true. such a styles clash, no AJ pun intended, that I don't see it working. Okay, so it's still going back to it a waste of my time. It's it. <laughs> It's like, uh, okay, well, one of the things you were saying, you want to see the little guy beat the hell out of the big guy. No, sometimes you want to see the big guy rush through. You don't believe me? Patriots dynasty. Definitely. You know, Bulls dynasty. Pick whatever it is. They want dynasty for a reason. So, no, I'm not a fan of it, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping that this is a giant swerve and that the branding, because that's the point that I'm trying to make here, the point I'm pushing the branding you push across can endear you to people or reject. And that's what I'm afraid that MJF is potentially doing for wrestling as a whole. Because if he is the future of wrestling, I don't want to see none of that. Wow. And this coming from a person that was his fan not that long ago. You you were tooting for him. Exactly. I was tooting for him, but I wasn't a fan of his. One, fan is short for what? Uh, fanatic. <laughs> Not a fanatic. <laughs> right. And number two, more importantly, I see the potential, but potential realized is not the same as uh, potential uh, energy, potential being there. You know what I mean? Right. Not the same. Well, on that, I guess it's closing time, brother. You want some of this, Jim? Uh, not, not today. I'm good. I'm good. I got to drive after this. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Benchmark Podcast, a product of Benchmark Media LLC, where we always attempt to establish a positive benchmark. We would like to remind everyone that the views and opinions expressed are strictly the views and opinions of each individual, and those views do not reflect the stance of Benchmark Media. Any opinion stated is not to be construed as professional advice or help. Please contact a professional for any help you may require. We would like to thank all of our guests for today and also for contributions of our listening family. Remember to contact us at therealbenchmarkpodcast at gmail.com or www.therealbenchmarkpodcast.com 
or you can follow us on social media, Facebook, or Instagram. And if you'd like to be a friend of the show, you can donate to us on our PayPal. You can give me a drink. All rights reserved by Bench Media, LLC.